Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ with our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today.
I love that line, let my love fix you up when you're coming undone. So whether you feel put together, you feel like you're coming undone, or maybe you feel like you're torn apart completely, know that here you are loved, you are celebrated for who you are, and your presence makes this place more whole. So let us pray together. God, in the chaos surrounding Meet us in the stillness. In the noise surrounding, comfort us in the quiet. In the loneliness surrounding, gather us as your community to love you, to worship you, and to love one another. Amen. Friends, of all the differences of the world and all the differences even in this room, there is one thing that we can all be the same in, and that is that we sin, we mess up, we hurt others intentionally and unintentionally. So now we take some time in this service to confess those sins to God and to one another so that we can live in holy community as God calls us to do. So will you join me now in the prayer of admission as found in your program? Let us pray. 
God, so often we fail to live up to your holy word. We do not maintain a constant love for one another. We complain. We are not hospitable to strangers. And we are not good stewards of your grace. Forgive us, God. Free us to try again. this Lenten journey, it is a journey that eventually leads to the cross. It eventually leads to our Savior hanging from the cross. And the good news is that from that cross, he reaches out and speaks out and says, Father, forgive them. For they do not know what they are doing. Now, we still don't know what we are doing, and we are still forgiven. Hallelujah. Amen. Our scripture lesson this morning can be found in your program, the New Revised Standard Version, 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 8 through 10. And the word of God reads, above all, above all, maintain constant love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Like good stewards of the manifold grace of God, serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. Like good stewards of the manifold grace of God, serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I'd like to take a few moments this morning and share with you from a message entitled, very simply, Serve One Another. Serve One Another. A few weeks ago, I got to spend some time working with a nonprofit board at their annual retreat. About 20 people 
meeting together off-site somewhere. This particular organization is doing some critical work in their community. Very important work, vital, vital work. And this board of 20 individuals that said, let's come together for a retreat, they play a very important role in advancing the work and the mission of this organization. A significant portion of the time was spent getting to know each other, each other's interests and, and knowledge and connections and motivations and desires. I, I recall talking to the board chair prior to the event and they said, Charles, I wanna share something with you. They said, I think it's important that we know a little bit more about each other. If we're going to work together, it will be beneficial if we really know about each other. I agreed with that. And the board chair said, and that knowledge will help us work better together. We're all here for a particular reason. We all serve a particular purpose. We all bring something different to the table, a different talent, a different skill, whatever it is. And I want to make sure we understand that. Truth is, Charles, this is what they said. Truth is, I'm not sure we all know why we're here. I'm not sure if we all understand how our gifts and our abilities can contribute to advancing the mission of this organization. I'm, I'm not sure if we know how to connect the dots between what we all bring to further this work. So during the introductions, one of the exercises that we did, I asked all the board members, I said, do me a favor, as you're introducing yourself and telling us about yourself, tell us why you serve on this board. Tell, tell us why this work is important to you. You're all extremely busy. It's a volunteer position, so nobody's getting a paycheck for this. The time commitment is significant. You could be somewhere else doing something else with somebody else right now, but you decided, you decided that this service is worth your time, your talent, your treasure, your energy. Why? Why are you here? Why are you doing this? And I'm going to read to you some of the things that they said to me. After a few moments to ponder and think and let the thoughts settle in their head, someone raised their hand. They said, I have to serve because I have to serve. They, they said, I have not, I have not personally experienced the plight and the condition of the clients that we serve. I, I really don't know much about it. That's not my life. I don't, I don't know what that is. I've not been through that. They said, but I can't just sit back and watch. I have to do something. If this is our community, then we all have to do something. Someone else raised their hand. They said, I just want to make a difference. If me being in this room makes a difference for another human being, then this is the room I need to be in. Someone else said, I'm here to serve. My family believes in service. I was raised watching my mother volunteer, my grandmother, and my grandfather, and my uncles. It's just who we are as a family. It's a part of, I can't not do it if I wanted to. Someone else said, when I found out about this organization and the mission, I was intrigued. Then I was bewildered. Then I was angry. Because how could this happen in our community? And I don't even know about it. They said, so I'm committed. Someone in the back of the room said, I just want to give back. Many of you board members don't know this, but I used to be a client for this organization. And now I sit on this board and somebody helped me out. 
There was a time when I had a need and somebody looked out for me and I got to sit here and help somebody else out because somebody did it for me. And the last person just said, it's simple. I love people. I love helping. And I love the Lord. It's part of who I am. As the responses poured in, two dominant themes began to emerge. Love. A love for people. A love for community. A love for God. Their responses were all grounded in love. The second theme, selflessness. Not selfishness, selflessness. Every response had some element of selflessness to it. It wasn't about the person speaking. It was their story. They showed up. They did the volunteer work, but it was bigger than them. There was some cause, some calling, some purpose. You can even call it a ministry. Something that they had to follow and fulfill. It was bigger than them. Everybody had some gift, some ability, some knowledge, some skill, some connection, some capacity that they willingly brought together and collectively combined together and began to ask questions like, here, I've got this. How can we use this? Uh, I've got this. Will that help? What do you need me to do? How can I be of service? Being with these board members encouraged me and reminded me that there's still a need and a desire to serve one another. Like good stewards of the manifold grace of God, serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. Some scholars, scholars and theologians believe that the intent behind this verse in 1 Peter was to guide the members of the early church in how to live among each other. See, see what they realized, they said, the scholars said, people in the early church did not know how to live among each other. I'm glad we figured that out now. They said they needed some guidance and some help and some support on how to live with each other. And I'm thinking to myself, this ain't the early church, but we still ain't figured that out. Perhaps we still need some guidance and some help and some direction on how to live with one another. Not, not just live with one another, but how to live in a manner that models true community and glorifies God. How do we live in a manner that models true community, real community, and glorifies God? Things like being a good steward. Are we good stewards? What does a steward do? A steward cares for. A steward oversees. A steward is trustworthy. Are, are we good stewards of community? Are we good stewards of relationships? Are we good stewards of that which God has given us? Serving one another. I know serving one another must really be important today because now you can go and get leadership certificates and things like servant leadership. We'll teach you a class. Somebody will give you a class on here's how to serve if you don't know how to do it yourself. So there must still be a need to serve. The gift that each of us has received, it says whatever gift. Now note, the original Greek word for the gift, the word gift in this scripture does not mean a nice package wrapped up neatly. Talking about spiritual gifts. Whatever gift which we all have received. 
And it's even confirmed if you look through scripture, you go to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12 says this. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is encouraged, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. We can go through a list of gifts and spiritual gifts and scripture after scripture to quote it. But the one thing that hit me, the one thing that struck me was love. I think the greatest gift we have received is love. I want to take a little bit of minute right here and have maybe what I'm going to call a love interlude if we can. I won't use my Barry White voice. I promise that right there. <laughs> I promise y'all I was going to do it, but I couldn't get it right, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I practiced that thing all week long. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Somebody said, come on there, right? <laughs> little love interlude here. See, in John 3.16, the scripture reads, for God so loved the world. You know this one. You may or may not, but you've probably heard it before. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. Love, love. Then 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says, three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these, love, love. Then I circled back to 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8, part of today's scripture. And what was, the, what was said there? Above all. Maintain constant love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins. Thank God for Jesus' love. Serve one another with love. If nothing else, we have love. I have, you have, we have received love. I believe there's something about loving one another that better equips us, prepares us, and positions us to serve one another. Let me say that again. I believe there's something about love that better equips us, prepares us, and positions us to serve one another. Service without love is lacking. We can talk a lot about serving one another, but I've got to attach love to that. With love. When we serve one another through a lens of love, God is glorified. When we serve one another through a lens of love, God is glorified. Three things I want to share with you and I'll be out of your way. To serve each other through a lens of love. Number one, we must see one another. If we're going to serve each other through a lens of love, we have to see, I see you. I see you and I see you and I see you and I see you. Do we even see each other anymore? How often do we take the time to just stop and look up and look around? How often? How often? Drive-throughs. Drive-throughs are good for going to get some fast food for dinner, but sometimes we drive through neighborhoods with plighted conditions and we don't even see it. We just drive, we just drive through. Sometimes we can sit at a traffic light, just look straight ahead, don't look left, don't just look. I, don't, I just have to drive through, just get through. 
If we are going to serve one another, we have to see each other. We can no longer walk past each other. Part of seeing each other is acknowledging the divine in each other. Part of seeing each other is acknowledging the humanity in each other. Seeing each other can be a simple greeting. You may or may not believe this, but some people come to downtown church and Sunday morning might be the only time during the week where they feel seen. That may not connect with you, but I can tell you, for some of us, see me. Not my faults. Not my faults. Not everything that's wrong with me. See the humanity, see the connection, see the commonality. What do we see in each other? If we're going to serve one another, we must see each other. Because when we serve without seeing, all we are doing is looking at data points and statistics and numbers and not recognizing there's a story behind the number. There's a story behind the data. Let's see one another through a lens of love if we're going to serve one another. But seeing one another is not enough. If we're truly going to serve one another, we must see each other, then we must reach each other. We must reach each other. I want to reach you, and I want you to reach me, and I want to reach each other. I want to reach beyond the walls of this building and property that we have right here. I want to reach out there. Anybody want to reach with me? Will we reach together? Now the image of reaching, you take these arms and you start reaching out and maybe somebody reaches back and you reach out because you want to help, you want to see, you want to serve. Let me reach to serve. But today I'm going to take it a different angle for you. Yes, some service requires us reaching with our arms, unfolding the arms and reach and serve. But I believe that we're in a space right now in our culture, in our country, in this world, where it's not just the arms that we need to unfold, we need to unfold our hearts. And we need to unfold our minds. It's not just open arms, it's open hearts and open minds. If we're going to serve y'all, we gotta unfold the ignorance that has grasped us and locked us down. If we are going to serve, We've got to let go of selfish narratives that allow us to create separation division where it does not need to be. Serving one another does not mean serving one another like me, it means serving all. What will we unfold to serve? See one another, reach one another. And finally, if we're gonna serve one another, we gotta respect one another. We gotta respect one another. We must respect the fact that everybody doesn't think like I think. Everybody doesn't see the world like you see the world. Everybody doesn't agree with everything we agree with and guess what? God is still God and that's okay. We respect one another, we're not condescending. We suspend judgment. We're not looking down. This is not about placating my ego. When we respect one another, we recognize this humanity and all. See, when you try or we try to serve someone without respecting them, the service becomes condescending. Condescending. We're here, they're here, whoever they are, 
and we're going to do a good thing and do something for them, whoever they are down there, as we look down our nose at them. Hope y'all figure that out. But when I respect, I don't look down at. When I respect, we're right here. It's not about my socioeconomic status. It's not about my address or my zip code or my census track or my bank account or my credit rating or my job or my career or my degrees or my CV. It's about constantly maintaining the love of God. It's about constantly recognizing the love of humanity in all. See one another. Reach one another. Respect one another. If we're going to serve, we must see. We must reach. We must respect. Oh, we do this at downtown church, and we'll continue doing it, and we'll continue sharpening our saw to the glory of God and do it even more. How are we doing this, Charles? Every time a home group meets, it's a place for somebody to be seen, to be reached, and be respected through a lens of love. Every time a group packs up and gets together to go run through the wilderness with Lucas, (laughs) they're seeing and reaching more than wilderness more than nature. They're seeing, reaching, and growing in respect for each other. Rerun is not about bicycles. Sure, the bikes are important, but it's bigger than the bicycles. It's a path for us to reach, to see, and to respect our neighbors and even our strangers. The front porch that we're building, it's not a building. The building is the easy part. It's about serving one another, a place to be seen, a place to reach, a place to respect. Every time you go online and sign up for a meal train to help out someone here at downtown church or in our community, we're seeing and we're reaching and we're respecting. Every time you grab a cup of coffee with somebody just to say, I want to check in with you and see how you're doing, you're seeing and you're reaching and we're respecting. We greet each other coming in this door. We are seeing, we are reaching, we are respecting. Folks, let's try something. Let's stop making service more complicated than it has to be. Let's stop that. Let's stop making serving God and serving each other something where I got to go get my MDiv to figure out. Nothing wrong with an MDiv. Nothing wrong with that at all. But everybody's not going to go get one. Let's make it something where I don't have to know the Greek translations to figure it out. Can we just make serving one another and serving God, not what we do, but just who we are? Are we willing to see one another? Are we willing to reach one another? Are we willing to respect one another? It's more than what we do. It's who God called us to be. My name is Charles. I may not know you, but I see you. I'm willing to reach you, and I sure do respect you to the glory of God. Amen. Could I rest here for a while? That metal round your neck Same juice wearing a smile He wouldn't mind, I bet I can't go face the world My bones won't hold me up So tell the 
Saying her lost souls where to find me Softly sleeping here in the deep And someone who loves me You let me cry it out Cause you know that sometimes I can't stop And still I'm seeking how To stand up when the bottom drops The weight of all the world Can blind me to its beauty But every time I need to be reminded I know you Someone who loves me I try to push it down But it comes back Faster and harder Times changing on a time Of the water, surrender's just a word till you've tried it out and see how hard it is to hurt someone else around. I'm the worst I've ever been, afraid of almost everything. The skies are the storms are always coming Your gift to me Is just to be Bracing for the winds I always summon My home, my heart Thank God you are Someone who loves me Amen. Charles, thank you for that word. What a reminder to see, to listen. With that, let us go to God in prayer and listen to what God has to say with us today. Let us pray. God, we chose to be here today. And every day we must make the choice to follow you, to follow your son. The difficult choice to forgive the demanding choice to love, and the not-so-complicated choice to serve. Give us courage to make the choices that you would make. Give us courage to listen to the cries of the world, and give us faith to speak hope in a time that can feel so hopeless. Equip us to be the community that cares for one another, a community that serves one another, a community that brings forth our gifts as different as they come. God, give us eyes to see, 
ears to hear, and hands, feet, hearts, and minds that can do the hard work that your son Jesus taught us to do. God, we give you all the glory. And let us now pray together the prayer that your son Jesus taught us, saying together, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Let us now stand and say what we believe together, reciting the words of the Apostles' Creed, what's been said for thousands of years, and we join the voices of the saints saying it together today. So downtown church, what is it that you believe? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. Third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence, he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. This 
This train, y'all, I got to tell y'all the truth. If I tried to get on this train by myself, I can't board this train. But thank God my ticket is stamped with grace and love of Jesus. We can get on this train, y'all. Amen? Amen. Let us serve one another. See each other. Reach each other. Respect each other. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us henceforth, now and forevermore. Let the church say amen. 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 Go in peace. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.